Hey everybody and welcome. You are listening to Lox LaRue's Locker Room. Join me each episode with a different special guest. We'll be breaking the locks off toxic masculinity one locker at a time. This week I'm joined by the tantalising trio Menage a Rouge, a ballet troupe featuring red hot routines from Belle de Beauvoir, Roxy Van Plume and Sebastian Angelique. Today, me and the squad talk about masculinity and femininity, the art of parody and the can-can. Please note that the conversations between me and my guests are purely based on our own thoughts and experiences. Now with all that in mind, sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Hello everybody, and just before we start, here's a lesson in masculinity 101. The can-can began appearing in the 1830s to 40s in working class ballrooms in France. It was mostly danced by men, but women soon joined in. There was an all-male dance troupe in the mid-19th century, the Quadrille des Cladouches. Their act was a parody of the stately quadrille in which four men, two dressed as women, danced an outrageously exuberant version of the dance. Hi everybody and welcome to Lux Rouge Locker Room. I'm here today with Menage Rouge. Hi! Hi! Hi, lovely to have you here today, guys. How are you all doing on this sunny day outside? We're good. We're it's enjoying the good. weather. It's really lovely. You made sure you got your sun cream on and everything, or you're not really sun people. I'm always back to 50, so sun. you're not sun. No, I hate the sun, but yeah, I'm trying to stay here. No, I really enjoy the sun, but not on my skin. If you know what I mean. <laughs> Yeah, I burn, so I have to hide from the sun. Yeah, me too. But I have a parasol, which is the fabulous way to burn. See, I have Factor 50 from like Asda and Sainsbury's, so I'm like, I'm sorted for the day, great. Sexy. <laughs> I've realised that apparently you're supposed to put sun cream on even when it's not sunny as well. I didn't know that, because it's really bad for your skin. Yeah, yeah. it's the UV. <laughs> <laughs> I know this is because I'm super pale. <laughs> so now every time I'm just like rubbing sun cream all over myself whenever I go out, even if it's raining. <laughs> <laughs> How's your day? Yes. Um yes, um I'm doing good. Um I'm been really excited to speak to you guys because I've had a little bit of a stalk on your Instagram. So I've prepared myself um to interrogate you all in a lovely way, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I know. That doesn't sound <laughs> strange at all, but so I wanted to start off then if you could sort of all introduce yourselves like individually. And when you introduce yourself, could you talk a bit about um, first about your background, like growing up and stuff, if we can link it in with like either queerness or masculinity and femininity, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so hello, people. <laughs> Um, my name is Sebastian Angelique. Uh, my background is I am an LGBTQIA plus uh, blessed performer. Um, with me growing up, I kind of, yeah, had this very big awareness that I was very much different from a lot of other people in my hometown anyway. And so growing up, I kind of had to try and I always felt like I had to try and like hide that, you know, like the classic sort of gay storyline a lot of people have. Um, but with Burlesque, what was really nice is that I was able to be myself a lot more and it gave me this sort of freedom to be able to celebrate my own style and my own sort of like body and personality and not feel like I had to sort of censor myself in any way. So it was really nice. And then obviously finding these two as well was an absolute delight. <laughs> Cause yeah, I think it really just helped progress everything a lot more. And I think it's 
given it's given me a lot more of a happier feeling being able to go yeah okay this is who I am I'm gonna you know own it and just go with it and I'm gonna be a very very gay very weird person and that's absolutely fine so yeah that's me <laughs> we love it <laughs> oh, thank you applause throw the roses on the stage <laughs> someone cheer for me I've missed the sound <laughs> <laughs> Do that. Yeah, you go next. Um, okay. Hi, um, my name is Roxy Van Plum and I'm I'm from Italy. I came in London four years ago to study burlesque. Um, I've been obsessed with obsessed with the music and dance, any type of dance, and then I never uh, been focused to study only one because I've been in love with all of them. And when my sister, she's find out this burlesque course and I realized after that on burlesque you can do actually any dance any dance you like I I just been obsessed and I just moved in London to follow this career and I love uh, mixes music and comics and all these type of arts together and I that's why I'm still doing this and this is my background. <laughs> um, yeah, so my style is more rock and roll, um, wild vibes, because I love to be crazy on stage. I, to, I love to let them, people, they see me, they don't uh, think for five minutes because I, I really um, have a problem with anxiety and stuff. And then when I'm on stage, I have, I'm not worried about death, about sickness, about money. So I want to give these this, uh, vibes to my audience. So that's why I'm doing burlesque. <laughs> that's it. Yay, Yay amazing. <laughs> Belle, your turn. So I'm Belle de Beauvoir. Um, I have to say <laughs> in the voice, Belle de Beauvoir. <laughs> uh, I'm Belle, hi. Uh, so I grew up in Birmingham um, in quite a, uh, like, how do I explain Birmingham? <laughs> uh, in quite like a really normal kind of um, like working class family. Uh, and there wasn't, so I, I was supposed to be in musical theatre. That was my like my dream when I was a kid. Um, and I used to go to like dance classes, singing lessons, acting. Uh, and then when I was around uh, 11, I had quite a serious disability, which meant that I couldn't dance anymore. So I had to stop dancing. Um, and everyone kind of said, well, if you stop dancing that young, then you can't really be a dancer because you're not um, properly trained. Uh, so I stopped dancing because I felt like um, I, was, I was really sick for a bit. And then after that, I didn't really want to go back because I felt like I wasn't good enough. I wasn't trained. Um, so I moved into just acting. I moved to London, uh, lived a kind of crazy fab acting life um, and very quickly figured out that I, I hate being told what to do. And I really hate directors and I really hate like, <laughs> I don't like it. Um, so I joined a cabaret troupe called The Femmes, which is like drag clowns. Um, and my drag mother, Mrs. John Joe, uh, taught me how to be a drag queen and that I could be a drag queen. Cause I used to, when I was 14, 15, we used to like sneak into gay bars. Um, my stepmom used to do the makeup and I used to see these amazing drag queens and but I felt like I could never be a drag queen cause I'm not a, a man. So burlesque was kind of my middle ground <laughs> of getting to be a super, super femme. Um, and like to the point of uh, ridiculousness. 
um, and too muchness. Uh, so that's what burlesque kind of felt like for me. And it was something I could dance again without it being this kind of strict thing where I have to be trained and I have to be on point or I have to be um, using a whole load of technique. Instead, I could just be me and do whatever I fucking want, which is great. <laughs> so yeah, that's me. Excellent. Yeah, <laughs> clap. Oh, I'll have to add a clapping sound effect after. <laughs> Oh, that's really great. Thank you all for sharing. I can relate to sort of each bits that you've all said. Like I've had a bit of a theatre background. I've struggled with anxiety and my sexuality and stuff before, but sort of merged that all together in my performing style now. So, um, but I think people have heard enough about me on this podcast already. So we'll just stick it to you guys, um, which leads on to um, Menage Rouge. Does anyone want to volunteer of how that how that came about then the three of you so me and roxy were on a burlesque course together um and the the first week in roxy then we had to prepare 30 seconds of a burlesque routine and roxy came with a full routine with full costume because okay i tell you now because at the time i literally didn't speak english very well and i didn't understand the homework they give me so they said you have to decide five moves only that you as a pin-up five moves only and i didn't understand so <laughs> i came up with a full act it was the week after, and i was like shit this is wasn't the homework they needed actually give me but she performed it, um, it was great. But I performed, wow yeah and i was like that's my new best friend <laughs> i was like this bitch is too much and i love her um You're like getting lisa we're going shopping yeah yeah exactly <laughs> um so yeah, and then uh, I kind of came to you and was like, let's do a trip. I want to be uh, like, you know, when you see someone, you're like, I want you to be my friend. <laughs> so I was really creepy. and was like, I want you to be my friend. And we got drunk a lot together and decided to make a troop. And then Sebastian. So with me, I, I went to the same burlesque class, course, yeah. well, of course, that they did. I went the, the sort of the next term afterwards. Um, and my introduction to it was not the best let's say i was very bad at first impressions so i'm very glad second impressions were a thing um because i remember because i knew bell beforehand because we used to do similar shows together but we didn't like each other no we, we absolutely didn't ah. like each other at all it's only because one day she invited me to the graduation and i was like yeah why not i'll come and then i remember getting really drunk at their show <laughs> and um i i remember the host i think it was bb vanderbilt she said, oh, if you know, if you ever want to do something like this, if you want to come up and be the performer, you know, get in touch with us. We'll like, like, you know, show you how to do everything. And I remember leaving absolutely everyone at like that I went with and I went, I'm going to do this. I want to do this. I like screamed at everyone. And I like ran up to like the head of the course and I was like, make me do this. I want to be on that stage. I'll be the boy. Let me do it. And um, yeah, so first impressions weren't great, let's say. <laughs> That sounds very like sharp. Have you seen High School Musical Sharpay-esque? I'm very much Sharpay in like, you know, spirit animal wise. <laughs> Me too. Did you know though that Sharpay and Ryan, the actor and actress in real life, they didn't get on at first because apparently Sharpay was a bit like maintenance in well, Ashley Tisdale. And I think she gave um the and Ryan notes, her co-star notes of how to do and like that's a very Sharpay thing to do. Oh my god, god that's if you, me. If you ever gave me notes, I swear to God. <laughs> I'm gonna give I'm gonna give both of you notes after this podcast. It's gonna be great. But um, but, so I 
I did my I did my version of the course. So um, I got to do the course as well. And then I got approached by Ben and Roxy to say, do you want to be part of the troupe? And I said, absolutely, that sounds great. And then, yeah, we kind of just started working on the first, like our debut act as a troupe together. And it was very, very fun and very, very weird at the same time. And I loved it. <laughs> yeah. I remember that we have so many ideas and uh, Belle and I at the beginning, but we didn't find a person that, be they have the same crazy mind like us and when we saw you we we're like you crazy babe you are crazy <laughs> come with us so come with us <laughs> and then and then yeah and then everything come very easily and then it was really fun it, the fact that really are, we are very very different and we are very new we're still learning um is really is really is really helpful because we are we are, we have different styles but at the same time we help each other it was really nice the fact that they didn't like both roxy and bell didn't see me just as like the boy of the troop no it, like gender wasn't a thing in this so like with all our acts it's very much we take on like we do very like all the choreography is like similar to every single person and like it's very tailored to our certain styles yeah and it's nice that there's no sort of barrier to say well you're 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 you two are the girl so you have to do this thing all right I'm the boy so I'm going to do this thing it's more sort of no we're all doing the same thing we're yeah at be the beginning a, we yeah. were all warrior like okay you're the voice so you're the middle every time or, or you are just do this yeah but at the same times we it wasn't the message that we want to give it to everybody it, it doesn't matter if you're a boy or girl we, we we can do the same things we can dress up the same way yeah, we can exactly. do the same choreography you don't have to be there because you're you know what i mean yeah sure. exactly so yeah like with the i think the first thing time that i noticed it was with the can can costumes hmm. um and we suddenly thought like oh so we're gonna wear skirts and then we were like oh but you don't you don't but you could wear skirts so we just ended up all wearing skirts and you had a yeah. rainbow skirt yeah like extra but i think the first time that it kind of clicked in my head of like oh you don't need to wear a bra but you could wear a bra yeah that's good because that kind of answers my my questions in a way because i was going to ask how you all balance like masculine and feminine energies but you've kind of answered that haven't you unless there's anything you wanted to add <laughs> I mean, we all have like very similar lingerie, which is quite fun. So yeah. <laughs> I think that help, like helps answer it quite a little bit. Yeah, I feel like masculine and feminine, um, like it does come into it, obviously, sometimes. They come from yeah. different, for example, people think that masculinity come more to set, but I think in, in, as a menage, it come more to me. Absolutely. Uh, for example, always in femini feminist, femininity, it comes, they, oh, it's gay, so it's come to set. No, it comes to the, yeah, yeah. It so it's that. all the mix, <laughs> but sometimes it's changing, you know. That's that's we want to surprise the audience every mm. time. So, yeah, yeah. Because I suppose you're <laughs> like the tom, you're like the tomboy, you're like the rock and yeah. roll. Like we we're talking about doing a. Remember that act that we we're talking about doing, where like me and you are gonna be. No, you're gonna be the boy. Want to do two ladies? Yeah. Oh my god, yes! Two, and I wanna be the boy, ladies. and they're gonna be the girls. Like, yeah. All these mixes that I I'm, I love to mix these kind of things. So yeah, for sure. We're just humans that like each other. Exactly. You know, we that wear we like we like to wear really like fun costumes that all sparkle in the same way, and we're like, oh my god, look at yeah. us. We look great. We're like ten out of ten. <laughs> It's come very natural, like we don't decide like, okay, you do this, you do that. Okay, you are the ginger girl, so you have to do this, so you're the blah, blah, blah. It just comes very natural. And yeah. the, the fact that we know each other before as a friends, 
it, we work better and better as a colleagues after because we know what we need and what we like and we actually good at because sometimes it's different what you're good at and what you like to do to exactly do that. so i think what helps us being like being best friends from my perspective of things is that when it does come to play with the masculine and feminine energies of, of the troop i think we we tend to sort of play up on that a lot more now and so like there will be times where say during one of our acts like at one point you know i'm meant to be like you know behind as if i'm having sex with the girls and then at some point we'll change it so like they're having sex with me from behind so like we we tend to play a lot on like the different stereotypes of like what is meant to be masculine and what's meant to be feminine exactly for sure but it's always accidental like i feel like yeah. we haven't even like looking at our acts now we play a lot with masculine and feminine but i suppose i don't really we've never like meant to like. we never really separated it so no. it's just kind of like oh yeah and then we fuck up with a strap on that makes sense <laughs> uh, love to see it <laughs> <laughs> yeah because that's that's good actually because sometimes when you do stuff you don't always think oh i'm gonna do it to make it this way do you just it just happens naturally um, and obviously I'm part of um, House of the Law, so we're, we're the same in that, like we all sort of complement each other and we've done like group numbers together and stuff. Um, I think Val, you've seen one of them, we did like a Halloween one and in that we're all like wearing different um, outfits and stuff, like I think doesn't masculinity and feminity didn't come into it then, I think it's just whatever sort of suited the performer, like the individual style and stuff like that, like we're all wearing white, some of us were wearing like lingerie, some of us were wearing dresses, some of us were wearing, I wore like a shirt and shorts, so I think it sometimes depends doesn't it on the acts and the individual, like you guys are saying, rather than saying I must be masculine this time or I must be feminine. For sure, yeah, it's just kind of what people are comfortable with, yeah. and like what our vision is for that act, maybe. Yeah, and we're just very comfortable with each other. Yeah, we, <laughs> we're too comfortable with each other. As we've now we... found out, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, in terms of like your general style as a trio then, I know you've been doing an interview series um lately, haven't you? So you started to talk a bit more about that on there. But could you sort of tell our listeners then what your style is as a group? I know you probably haven't just got one specific, but if you were to describe like yourself, like I know you're quite a fun group, aren't you? So along the lines of that and everything. At that essence, every single one of our acts is just three best friends having the best fucking time ever. Like every time we go on stage, we always say like, forget about, forget about the choreo. Like let's just, yeah. have, let's just have a party. And I think the audience feeds off that. And that's yeah. our, our biggest strength, I think. We want to make people happy. Yeah. We want to make people happy for five minutes. I want you don't think about your work, about your, I want you watching me and have fun. If you want to even uh, dance with me on stage, sometimes we invite, no, now with the coronavirus, we can't do anymore, <laughs> but we used to invite people from the audience. We oh used yeah, to, we did. We used to connect a lot, our perform with the audience. So yeah, we want to just have fun with them. I remember when I first started out, I performed at Pride and I did this routine to this song called Big Banana. So I had like an inflatable big banana in it and like a real banana that I got um, Mama Mamba, like one of the performers to sort of deep throat. So that sort of reminded me like how you were talking about like the strap on. So it's good, isn't it? To sort of just be silly on stage with fellow performers. <laughs> That's the thing like a lot of people tend to do is that they're like, no, I'm going to be really serious with them. Actually, it's like, no, you don't. Just, just play with it and have fun like because the best thing comes from like playing around with stuff and being yeah. like, completely silly and like exactly. stupid and crazy i mean before we train to be as much serious that we can costumes choreography and stuff but we went actually on the stage like you said like 
fuck it. We're gonna do whatever we're gonna do. We're gonna yeah. have some fun. Forget the choreography. Just, just have fun. But we actually, we actually very serious behind that when we make the stuff. But when we are stage, yeah, we're trying to just do freestyle and yeah. do whatever we. But I think yeah, if you fun. put in that work, right? I feel like because we put in the work every week like training dedication like, yeah. <laughs> very much so when so. we get to the stage god if we don't know the choreography by then we're never gonna fucking know it like, no. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yeah and um so lead the last point then i'm talking about like you can can talents and when you've merged that in a performance um i thought we could talk a bit about that because you all probably know this but i only found out the other day that um it was all genders used to do the can can and stuff um, but obviously it's sort of filtered out that you only assume that it's just um, women and stuff. But um, so I was wondering if you have any thoughts on that. Um, and also in terms of your own, when you put it in the performances yourself and stuff. I love the can-can. <laughs> I'm obsessed with the can-can. Um, I've seen God knows how many versions of it. Um, so I went to the Moulin Rouge in Paris, which is when I first saw the can-can, the original home of the can-can. Um, and I, it was disappointing not because they weren't fabulous and amazing and beautiful, they were, but there was like 60 girls all doing the same thing. They're all a size two and they're all doing like just a split, 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 and then kicks. And it's very impressive and spectacular, but there wasn't a lot of heart. And I feel like that's what we tried to do with our can-can was um, kind of just take the piss like there's a moment in our can-can where we stop on the floor like out of breath like dying because it is unnatural to be able to keep up that level of energy yeah for we more take than a joke of that it's a parody yeah. of can-can basically they are what can-can like when we smoke when we finish to do the they actually kick and we like <gasps> cigarette like we, we <laughs> actually take it is that can be offensive for somebody but who cares? Like cabaret. <laughs> but but yeah, we actually trying to make a joke of it because it's a beautiful. You said it's a beautiful, beautiful type of dance, dance of art. Then is 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 ridiculous, gorgeous. But at the same time, there is no heart. Hmm. Like a classic ballet. Like for example, I have an actor that I love classic ballet, but I love it so much that I'm like, it's such a. It's, such a shame because uh, sometimes the heart is missing that in that in that um this kind of dance so i make a parody of, a parody of that and this is what we what we did as a menage for can can so i think it works for for cabaret make a parody of that yeah, yeah. i think it talks about femininity and masculinity that like women are uh, like you're you can only do a can can if you're a size two with tiny boobs and like a professionally trained dancer that has done it for 20 years mm -hmm. And um, we kind of split in our can-can between doing doing a can-can, we've trained really hard to make sure that we're doing a good can-can, and then just being like, actually, this extreme level is is ridiculous and just not, um, it's not realistic for a human being no. to starve themselves and then go on stage and perform a fucking 20-minute kick and split routine. Yeah. Um, so ours is somewhere merging the two it's a little bit political which i hadn't really noticed yeah a lot of our acts end up being like slightly political and very they like taking the piss a little bit <laughs> always end up political um how did you feel as a i as think a yeah I, th I think what was nice about it is that it, it's the same the same thing that you said like uh, my understanding of the can can was only that it was a chorus line of all these like beautiful women who were doing it and all these like fabulous like skirts and costumes and dresses and they're all like doing all the high kicks and splits and obviously 
I don't fit into that fucking category whatsoever. So it was really nice that we can have that. And, and, and again, this does play into the masculine and feminine side of things where we do say, yeah, on the outside, we, we also, you know, a boy can also do this as well. So it's nice to have that in a way to go, anyone can kind of do this sort of thing. And again, like it's, I think it's quite necessary that we play with that strength. And it's quite necessary that we go within the act that, yeah, it's it takes a lot of fucking work to do it, but also, you know, we're gonna flip it on its head and like, you know, make a parody of it and make a joke out of it because it shouldn't be taken as seriously as everyone else tends to think it should be. So yeah, it's it's nice that we can kind of bend the rules a little bit for it a lot more and help show that and represent that on stage for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. And also that's oh. interesting of Bellesco, right? Bellare in Italian. Bellare, yeah. Bellare. To mock, right? Yeah. Is that right? There we go. So the listeners have learned a few new things today. <laughs> yeah. So um, I think I've, I've um that that's it for now because I think I've got quite a lot out of you. Um, but um, I just want to if we can leave the listeners maybe with some advice from you all individually, if that's not too much to ask. <laughs> of course. Of course. Yeah, just in general, what if there's anything we've talked about or anything you want to say about being a performer, etc. So um, it doesn't matter if we, if you haven't been trained, it doesn't matter if you haven't been, if you've been in dance classes before, if you really believe what, what the message you want to give or the, 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 the way you want to act, the, your, your message is good enough, like you deserve to, to perform. But yeah, so I really encourage people to believe more about art about dance about body the body is beautiful is beautiful naked men and women they are gorgeous naked I, I hope i really think that people have to be more naked today i agree yeah um but yeah just just express ourselves i mean this i mean more in any case of of jobs um not just about burlesque but especially for burlesque just believe on your ideas and do just do it i think with burlesque it's it's one of so to my knowledge it's one of the most inclusive art forms that we have in today's society and i think it always will be one of the most inclusive art forms and so there's so many different types of burlesque out there now so you've got burlesque you've got burlesque you've got boylesque there's queerlesque out there there's like all it's complete umbrella term now and i think to anyone that does want to do it or if they feel like oh, I'm not the right body type or, oh, I don't have like the dance skills or the training or just fuck that. Just do it. Like for me, at the end of the day, what's a really lovely feeling is going on stage and having people cheer at you. Like one, yes, to take your clothes off, but also just because you're, yeah, you're kind of being yourself on stage and you're celebrating yourself. And, you know, who doesn't want to have a bunch of strangers cheer at them for, for certain reasons? Honestly, it's one of those things of when you start doing it you don't want to stop doing it like I, re- I remember like when I first started I thought to myself oh I'm gonna have to cover up everything I'm gonna like you know I'm gonna wear a suit I'm gonna like try and get out of it like I remember the first act was I'm gonna wear a full suit and I'm gonna get down to like I don't know like a harness and I'm gonna yeah, have like pants now. and like I'm gonna wear like socks and stuff and now I'm like all I wear is like a c-string yeah and I'm like look this is my Ugh. butt on stage <laughs> Yeah, so it's it's very it's very freeing, let's say. Yeah, freedom, that's for sure. For sure. Uh I think my advice would be uh just like general advice, right? Is that you're never um stuck. Like sometimes it feels like 
uh, you're stuck in a situation. Like definitely when I was growing up, I felt like a bit like, oh God, I'm going to live here forever. And I'm going to have to get a real job. And this is like all the stuff you're supposed to do. Um, And I think just to know that you, there's always an option. There's always an out. And sometimes you have to make those options. And um, sometimes you have to like leap and just move to London uh, and do a degree you don't want to do just because it pays for you to get to London. Um, You have to do some crazy stuff sometimes. But I think, yeah, just to know that there are always options and you never, you don't have to do a nine to five office job to survive in this world. I would like to thank Menage Rouge for coming onto this podcast. If you want to catch more of Menage Rouge, then check out their Instagram handle in the episode description. I would also like to thank all of you lovely listeners for tuning into my podcast, especially Carly who left me the sweetest review. She said, one of my favourite podcasts, amazing diverse guests and the chat is always fascinating. Lox is so smart, interesting and insightful. Thank you for making this Lox. If you do feel like leaving a review, please do so. Thank you for listening to Lox LaRue's Locker Room. And make sure to follow me on Instagram at Lox LaRue. Bye! licking each other in our acts they used to be before coronavirus <laughs> yeah <laughs> just to just to clear that up yeah before yeah <laughs> <laughs> before. <laughs>